1: And mighty wind, the Holy Ghost Begin to be poured out upon all men. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is this is that spoken by the prophet of Joy. This, this is that spoken by the prophet of Joy. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, said the Lord. She supposed He commenced the preaching And the wheel began to flow They caught up in and breath and, and what shall we do? Repent and be baptized Every one of you Ah, Spoke a about a oh, oh. blowing. The rain's still falling and the well still flowing. The promise has an ended. you can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning just like the book of Acts. He fills you with the spirit, you will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the holy ghost comes. This is that spoken by the prophet Joe. This is that that? spoken by the
2: Good evening everyone, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, good to be with you tonight on this May 20th, 2018. You are listening to a live broadcast, so uh, this is not a recording. I'm the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Of course, we're broadcasting live tonight on the 1230 AM station, Dickinson's best AM station here, we're broadcasting live on that, and then we also are being picked up by the KDIX website and also Holy Ghost Radio Channel too. So we've got possibly people listening from all over. I've got a few that have texted me already. Uh, somebody from, I think, is it Mississippi and somebody from Michigan? And so uh, you can be part of this program tonight by texting me, which is the easiest way for me 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. And as I mentioned, uh, oh, we've got people from Grafton listening tonight. Good to have them listening tonight, the Shulers. Uh, we've got, uh, as I said earlier, we, we pastor at the New Life Pentecostal Church. We, you from Dickinson know this because we've seen the signs, but we purchased the, the, uh, Elks building, at least the very top portion of the Elks building in, and, uh, we've got a 18,000 square foot facility now that, uh, has really been, really been nice. And of course, the, the owners of the Elks are so wonderful to work with, and and we we really appreciated that. They're they're actually moving into the basement. They've um, they're putting a, a first class restaurant down there, but we've got the upstairs, and we've been using it, and we're going to fill it up. That that should seat about five hundred. So I have a plan to, f- to fill that up, and I'm excited about doing it. Also, uh, we are starting Pentecostal churches across this area. We've got one in beach that we've started, and one in Bowman that had its first service this past Thursday night, and we've got a man on location there, he and his family have moved to Bowman, and they are going to, and very excited to, start a Jesus name Pentecostal church there, so we're taking over, we really are, and I my goal is to not only see a lot of, of, of Acts 238 preaching churches, um, new churches, but I'd like to see some of you. Some of you people that are listening tonight get with the program and some of you pastors that are listening tonight locally and you start preaching Acts 2.38. I think that'd be all right. The um, And why not? I mean, it's right in the Bible. If you want your church to grow, if you want the blessing of God, Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And of course, this didn't end then because Acts 2.39 says for the promises unto you to your children, and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so we know this is for this day. We know that the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit is for today. We know that Jesus' name, baptism, is for today. We know the belief that there's only one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. We know that's for today. And so um, what a what a great thing to be, uh, when, when we were down in Bowman this Thursday, uh, this this past Thursday, having that very first service in Bowman, North Dakota, which is um, right near the South Dakota border, kind of near the Wyoming border. It's right kind of in the corner of North Dakota, in the bottom corner. When we had that service, I couldn't help but feel just such a, uh, uh, what a momentous occasion that this was to bring this apostolic message to another area. And uh, and our desire, of course, is to see these churches planted all over the place. We've got um, people texting in tonight. You can do that at seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. We've got several that are texting in. We've got before I get into my topic tonight, I'm going to just uh, let you know we've got uh, somebody kind of sitting here that's uh, maybe going to do some singing tonight. He's put out his first. Uh, he'll be his well, it hasn't out yet actually yet, but it's going to be out. His first CD. And, um, uh, brother Bill Farron, who is not a stranger to this area. He's an evangelist that comes to Dickinson often. Uh, he's going to be doing a little singing tonight. I kind of surprised him with this. And so, um, we, but I think he'll do all right. He'll, I, I think he can, he's up to the surprise, but also I'm just going to say, I'm just taking a little time here at the beginning of the program that he's going to be ministering in this area for the next several days, uh, Tuesday night he and his wife will be ministering in beach at the beach community center at seven thirty, Wednesday night at the new life Pentecostal church in Dickinson Thursday night down in Bowman at seven thirty, and that, I don't know the address of our church in Bowman, but it's right on main street. You can't miss it. And I uh, just look for the place with some cars parked out front. There's a sign on the front door. It's called the cornerstone church. And so you won't be able to miss that. And then, um, So we've got, Brother Farron, at least those three nights talking about, and you that are listening from our church talking about, I didn't announce this yet, but possibly possibly having a Friday night service this week too at 7.30 here in Dickinson. So that um, I'll give you more news as that progresses. And so tonight I'm going to... um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just move this microphone around a little bit, and I'm going to have... You ready, Brother Farron? i going to have Brother Farron. He's going to sing a song off of his new CD. Is that right? All right. It's good to have Brother Farron with us.
3: Thank you, Brother Simons. This uh, song is uh, a song we wrote probably about three months ago, right before we went into the recording studio. It's called uh, The Captain. Holy is the righteous God The Lamb for sinners slain I will give you glory And praise your holy name You alone are worthy For you went to Calvary Hung on that rugged cross And you died for me When distractions come And they try to steal my praise When temptations and trials Try to overwhelm won't you lead me to the rock that is higher than I? To the one who navigates raging seas from the helm. When I'm too tired to press forward, all I can do is stand. You stand right here with me And you hold my hand Or I try to walk on water Stretching forth my faith in you Though I see the waves And start to sink You see me through when distractions come and they try to steal my praise. When temptations and trials try to overwhelm, won't you lead me to the rock that is higher than I? To the one. Who navigates raging seas From the hell Oh how can the storms of life Threaten me When you step to the bow of my boat And you speak to the wind and the waves Peace be still All the elements of this life are subject to you. Even the wind and the seas obey you and they always will All the elements of this life are subject to you. Even the wind and the seas obey you, and they always will. All the elements of this life are subject to you. Even the wind and the seas obey you, and they always will. And they always will.
2: That was the evangelist Bill Farron singing live tonight on a selection from his new CD that's going to be released here soon and um, when we know more about that we'll be able to get you some information when it is released and I'll I'll be on top of that cuz I probably get one of the first ones so I should anyway. I would think I should. But uh, good to have him with us, and as I mentioned earlier, he's going to be ministering in Beach Tuesday night, Dickinson Wednesday night, Bowman Thursday night, and possibly back in Dickinson on Friday night. Tonight, I would just like to start our radio broadcast by reading a scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Jesus was talking. These are some, sounds like idealistic things to some, but I believe in them. Uh, Matthew six thirty one. Jesus said, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, What wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take, therefore, no thought for tomorrow. And I'm just going to quit reading there. And I want to talk about something that I've been talking about all day long. And, again, thank you so much for all of you that are texting me tonight. We've got um, Joe and Sarah listening in Golva. We've got uh, some Springers listening in Mississippi. Jasmine listening in Bismarck, Sierra listening in Arizona. We've got Ben Yoder out in Pennsylvania. We've got the Lees and the Matherns listening here in Dickinson so far. These are some of the people that have texted me. Good to have all of you on board with us tonight. We, uh, you know, I was just uh, want to start here, and here again, I've been speaking about this all day at both of our county jail services, at our worship service here in Dickinson, um, and now tonight. I, I, I saw something in the news that I was reading, and um, this, um, this was an open letter from Governor Andrew Cuomo to President Trump and the elected officials in Washington. And he just did a little tweet, kind of a general thing. I I, I don't do Twitter. I I don't have a Twitter account, but I read this in the news. It said, to President Trump, members of the House of Representatives, and the United States Senate, Columbine, Virginia Tech, Sandy Hook, Las Vegas, Orlando, and Parkland, and now Santa Fe. When is enough enough? How many more innocent people have to die before you act? You were elected to lead. Do something. Your first responsibility is to the people of this country, not the NRA. Do something. My heart breaks for the families who have to grieve from this needless violence. Do something. And that's in capital letters. Sincerely, Andrew M. Kumo. He's the governor of of New York, the state of New York. Now, this, um, this uh, tweet, I'm sure, and I'm sure like all of us, we're all, upset about these school shootings. I, I, um, I can't imagine what those people in Santa Fe are going through, not only the parents but all the grandparents and aunts and uncles and all these people that are connected, all the other students. There were 10 that I've heard have died from this boy, a 15-year-old boy that came into the high school with a shotgun and a 38 caliber revolver, and he began to kill people. And finally, he was going to kill himself, but he didn't have the courage to do that. He, he told the police, which really angered me, I guess, too. So you had the courage to kill all these other people, but you didn't have the courage to kill yourself. And it's a very, very bothersome thing. And, uh, and I think all of us, I would imagine, unless you're just an idiot, uh, all of us are bothered by this. I, I can't imagine anybody that uh, doesn't think this is a big deal. Unfortunately, these school shootings are becoming more and more to the point now where they don't even gain as much uh, uh news as they did before and and in a weird kind of way that may be good because the um you know some of these people I think try to mimic some of these crimes occasionally. But you know this I I want to I want to use this to kind of springboard into the topic tonight because The governor of New York was calling on the president to do something. And I want to talk about that. And I'm going to assume that he was sincere in his his, uh, frustration, you know, like to do something. But I want to just start off right off the bat that I don't think there's a president or a congressman or a senator that can do anything about these things. Because there's something going wrong in our society. And... You know, I, like in Europe, in many places, like in France, they've banned guns. And uh, they what did that, how many people did that guy kill with that truck here recently? He, he ran over, I don't know, was it 50, 60 people? Something like that. Somebody can look that up. Um, there, There is, um, it's not, the guns are not just the problem. Now, I realize this boy would have had a hard time killing anybody if he wouldn't have had a gun, probably. And so, I mean, I I, I know that there are people out there that are wanting to change laws and do things like that. Believe me, I'm not going to enter into that fray tonight. This program has never been a political thing. And as far as when I'm concerned, as far as being behind this microphone, it's never going to be anything like that. But I just want to zero in on this governor's plea that we do something. You know, this, um, uh, uh, it made me think, it, it made me think about what would he want us to do now? here again i don 't know Governor Kumo at all, but I do know there are people many people out in this world that want somebody else to do something about all the problems that are out there they 're looking for somebody else to do something and um, rather than doing what we can do like I remember um you know my pastor, who was not a very political guy at all, I think went to the to the Bismarck um, in Bismarck to the House of Representatives one time in his life, and I think it was to speak on church. They were trying to make church buses to where they had to um, license them like other vehicles, and he was trying to, I think he spoke on the fact that, that this church bus is not going to cost this state any money whatsoever, but it's going to save the state a lot of money. Because when you pick up kids for Sunday school on a church van or a church bus, you are um, possibly, very possibly, avoiding causing uh, uh, a child that this fifteen-year-old boy that did this, if he would have been coming on one of our Sunday school vans, and we would have picked him up when he was eight or nine or ten years old, or somebody in Santa Fe would have, there was a there would be a very good possibility he would have not been that shooter. But you see, we're living in this world that is screaming for somebody else to do something. And it makes people feel great to shout and scream that somebody needs to do something. Well, what this broadcast is going to be about tonight is that God is wanting us to do something. That's He's not wanting us to, you know, James said, you can talk about your faith. He said, I'm going to show you my faith. Like James said, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to just talk about it. He said, because faith without works is dead. And so it makes people feel really great to shout at the darkness, but you need to light a candle if you want to get rid of darkness. So there is, tonight in this broadcast, and I'm gonna, we're going to go to a song break, um, not Brother Farron this time, but just another song break. And uh, what we're going to talk about tonight is this concept of do something and what that means. And um, And by the time we're done... I hope to have motivated you that there is something that you can do in this life to make an eternal difference in the lives of others. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight,
4: 701-290-7862. Get on the bus and throw your cigarettes away. Hey! And make a new start. Leave your sins in the water. Get a brand new heart. I'm on board.
2: Sunday School Buses, Abe plays Get on the Bus. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota tonight. We're talking about do something. This last school shooting in Texas has prompted people to be crying out to the president to do something. Tonight I want to talk about doing something that really does something. You know, there are, and I'll get to that point in just a minute. You know, I mentioned earlier that there are people that want other people to do something, like they like to just talk about it. Um, we've got other people that don't know what to do. Like they want to do something, but they really don't know what to do. You know, um, there are, our whole country is filled with people doing a lot of things, sidetracked in a lot of hobbies and all kinds of things that really don't make any difference about anything. You know, um, one of the things that that has happened in our country and, and it really in, in many parts of our world with the advent of, the um uh, the the concepts that we evolved from a rock you know that's what the evolutionists believe they really do they believe we evolved from a rock and and if you don't believe that if you think i'm making that up just look it up i mean they think that that after you know billions of years of rain coming down on the rocks, the rocks seeped out chemicals, the chemicals went into the ocean, they got mixed up just right, maybe a bolt of lightning hit it at the right time, and we ended up with a one-cell animal that eventually evolved into you. And, um, and this teaching has caused a tremendous amount of misery in this world. This teaching was the basis for communism, for Nazism, it was the basis for cruel capitalism. That's going to bother some of my friends, but it it really was. Um, you know, um, uh, Carnegie was a was a uh, big evolutionist. Uh, John Rockefeller was a big evolutionist. They believe the strong survive, survive the weak die. I mean, it, it there is a uh, you know this idea of the 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 survival of the fittest goes flies in the face of the beatitudes where Jesus said, our blessed are the meek. The meek shall inherit the earth. And so there's a, uh, it's just contrary to everything that God ever designed. But because of this thinking that has crept in, now we have people that instead of doing things that would actually do some good, I think people are doing things just to give themselves pleasure. You know, if you would ask, and I asked up at the county jail in one of my services, I asked the group that was there, I said, "What? Uh, what is the purpose? Why was man created? Well, they really didn't know how to answer that, and so I had to answer it for them. But in America, a lot of people think that God created man so that man could have pleasure. But that's not why God created man. God created man to give him pleasure, to give God pleasure. That's why God created us. He wanted us to uh to find his will. He wanted us to do his will. He wanted us to seek him, to figure out what pleases him, what doesn't please him, and to do those things. But without God and with this atheistic background that we just all came from a baboon somewhere, we don't have a soul. I don't know if you know this, but the the uh, word psychology uh means the study of the soul. And now psychologists tell us we don't have a soul. They think we're just an animal. And so all of this has has uh, has built up to a 15-year-old boy walking into high school and killing people. Because there's nothing in this life that means anything to many people. There's a uh, there's a, a word out there and the word is pronounced nihilism and there are, there are many people that believe in it nihilism teaches that everything will be annihilated eventually and nothing has any eternal purpose so eat drink and be merry because tomorrow we die that's they call that nihilism i suppose from being annihilated maybe that's where that word comes from so there is there are many people that are are just their life is pointless like like it the the um they, they have no reason to live. And psychology has bought into the concepts of Darwinism. Um, the uh, sociology has bought into the concepts of Darwinism. Sociologists are studying insects to figure out how to help humans. Well, that's ridiculous. We're not an insect. We're not another animal. We are a creation with a soul. You know, uh, this type of thinking is what causes the problems in our world. The kind of thinking that, well, it doesn't make any difference what I do because I'm going to just be dead and everybody else is going to be just dead anyway. So I might as well be as happy as I can be while I'm alive. Whatever was in this boy's mind to to go in in Santa Fe and kill those other students, I'll tell you one thing that was not in his mind was was a love and a care for other people, that was not in his mind. And these, there, there is an evil. um, I I don't know if you realize this, but but early evolutionists were racists, all of them. Darwin, Huxley, all of them. They were racists. They believed they did not believe that we all came from a common ancestor. They believed that Caucasians were at the very top of the evolutionary pattern. That's what they believed. Now they won't say that anymore because Nazism gave it such a bad name. Because Hitler tried, his goal was to eliminate the other races, and and what he considered the super race or the the Aryan race. That's what Hitler wanted to do. You know, I I I'm I'm telling you that there is there is the reason that I'm on the radio here and the reason I do what I do and the reason a lot of people in our church do what they do is because we want to do something to change the lives of people in this world. But to do something, we have to somehow begin to emphasize to people, no, you are not just an animal. You are an eternal being. God gave you a soul and that soul is going to live forever. You know, there there is... Um, you know, the, the uh, in our world today, we have so many distractions that keep us from thinking about this thing that I'm talking about tonight that is the most important thing. For some reason, when I was a young man growing up, even though I was not a spiritual young man, I had a nagging thing in the back of my head that said there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more than just living, breathing, working, dying, eating there's got to be more to it. And this this um you know but our world has caused so many distractions that we don't even think about it. Like like um you're not going to you know somebody you know do something. You're not going to do something watching your 4.7 hours a day of television and movies. I told the guys at the jail today that if all you did for 4.7 hours a day was watch television and movies and you slept some time and you also ate some time and used the bathroom some time, what difference would it be whether you were in jail, a hospital, nursing home, or at your own house? I mean, if that's all you do, you see, we're living in a world that's doing nothing. Governor Kumo, if you're listening tonight, I don't think you are but and and maybe you are the man that's doing something i have no idea who you are really i know you're a governor from new york that's all i know really i've heard of you of course we've all heard of you but if you're going to do something you're going to have to get off your your rear end and start doing something you know this i mean i i would rather have and 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 really when i talk about this i i talk about the hopelessness that evolution has caused in people's lives the belief the scientific belief That we have evolved from nothing. That scientific belief has now transferred into astronomy, physics, sociology, psychology. Uh, It's it's transferred into uh, 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 militarism. It's transferred into racism. Uh, It's it's transferred into everything. This concept that 38 billion years ago, the world or all the matter in the universe was in a ball about three feet across. And that ball got so hot because of of the extreme pressure of gravity that it exploded. And and all of the planets, solar systems, suns, stars, everything were just scattered all over the universe. And it's going to start and it's going to happen all over again in 38 billion years because gravity will eventually pull it all back together and start all over again. First of all, that's not scientific. But secondly, that teaching and belief has brought a hopelessness to people that can cause a 15-year-old boy to start killing innocent people. Do something. Now, doing something for the sake of saying you did something. Now, there are things in life that we have to do. Like we have to change our oil. We have to pay our bills. We have to work our jobs. I mean, there are things in life that we have to do that are important, but they don't have any eternal consequence. And I'm not against those things. There are things that we, you know, uh, the there there are things that you know that all of us you know that you've got to clean your house, you've got to make your meals, you've got to uh take care of your things. Uh you know, you've got all of these things are somewhat important. But they have no eternal consequence. But here's the problem is that we go beyond that and we involve our lives in things that do nothing. They do nothing. Like Entertainment, sports, um, you know, taking, you know, getting extremely involved with your pet, Uh, you know, um, these things, they're, you know, materialism, like, you know, I here again, I'm not, I'm getting, you know, close to where I'm going to have to figure out my retirement someday here. I'm not against those things. I'm not. But you see. The great Jesus combined the entire Old Testament all 39 books of the Old Testament he combined it in two commandments in, math, in Mark chapter 12 and, in verse 29 he said he said that the greatest the two commandments the, the summation of the entire Old Testament love God, love others love God love others now if you're going to do something, do that because Nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. Love God, love others. That's all that matters. How does your video game addiction fit into this? Love God, love others. How how does your, uh, you know, uh, uh, many of other useless hobbies fit into this? How does your drug addiction fit into this? How does your alcoholism fit into this? Do you know the reason for drug addiction and alcoholism? Do you know what the reason is? It's selfishness that's the only reason for it is selfishness that's it. you know you you're not going to convince me otherwise because when you are taking something to feel better, even though you know like like for instance, right now, the ways the laws are written, you're driving your car, you've got meth in the car, and you've got your little four-year-old daughter in the car. If you get pulled over, do you know that your daughter's going to be taken away from you? Do you know that? Because you've got meth in that car. Do you know that? So why in the world would you do that? Well, because you're selfish. That's why you would do it. You don't care about your daughter. You care about how you feel. See, I, I, I say these same things at the jail every Sunday. Not every Sunday, but I something similar to that. Uh, you can call it tough love. You can call it whatever. I just call it the truth. You know, like, like your drinking is destroying your family. So if you continue to drink, what can I? Assume, why why would I not assume that you're a selfish person? Of course you're a selfish person. You're doing this because it makes you feel better about. Uh, it makes you feel better. The same reason that I started using drugs and drinking when I was young is the same reason that uh, that I I I was I was hopeless. I had like at least when I was high, I felt. Happy but you see being happy is not our goal our goal is is to do something of eternal value so there's just no future living for today there really isn't there there is no future in that uh, today we're going to play probably a part of a song and then I'm going to kind of wrap this thing up uh, text me tonight seven oh one two nine oh seven eight 6 2, thank you for everybody that is texting me. And uh, we'll come right back after this.
5: I woke up this morning, saw a world full of trouble now. I thought, how do we ever get so far down? And how's it ever going to turn around? So I turned my eyes to
3: heaven. I thought, God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven. I said, "God, why don't you do something?" He
5: said, "I did. Yeah, I created you." <laughs> now listen.
2: Tell it like it is, radio show, Pastor Bob, Good, to I'm honored that you'd be listening tonight. We're talking about the concept of do something, do something to change the world. You know, I'm going to tell you this, one thing about God, He doesn't just talk, He does something. Matthew, or John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He did something. Oh, that's, a, that's a paraphrase. For God so loved the world. He did something. He gave his only begotten son. You know, if you want to do something to change this world, start letting God work through you. Jesus, the first recorded words that we have in the Bible that Jesus ever said is when he said, I must be about my father's business. Jesus was out to do something and we uh, if we want there is a cause to live for there is a a cause that's bigger than us you know i i i hold this i know you've heard me say this i'll say it again um one of the reasons that, that depression is so rampant in our country real real depression is it's spiritual in nature because without purpose in our life without without a purpose that that is bigger than we are we are going to be depressed as we get older. you know it is so enjoyable for me now i i um you know i i don't i I've, I've got here again all you guys that are soul winners out there and think you're the greatest soul winner in the world and so on that's fine. just keep doing it and I believe in that I want to be a soul winner I try to be a soul winner but i'm I'm convinced that none of us really ever wins a soul completely by ourselves. I think it's a kind of a team effort you know you might have taught the Bible study and and uh but somebody at you know church sang the right song and the evangelist prayed the right prayer or whatever i mean it, it's you know don't don't get so big-headed that that you think that that you're just this one-man team that doesn't need anybody but i will tell you this there is something so rewarding about being involved in something that can make a difference in people's lives forever you know we um uh, when I when I come to the church, the New Life Pentecostal Church, there's some people there that I had nothing to do with their coming to God. I had nothing to do. You know, some of them were Pentecostals, moved to Dickinson or whatever. But there are others there. When I look at them, and I think I had a small part of of them living for God. I had a small part of them serving the Lord. You see, you can do something. I just got a text here from um, the team that goes down to the women's prison and uh it's a husband and wife team she said they had 14 ladies tonight in both of their services and um uh, those people are doing something that the the young man of this in this husband and wife team that go down there he was just a Sunday school boy coming to church not a pentecostal background just coming to church as a Sunday school boy and at a young age god began to get a hold of him and uh Filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name. My wife tells the story when he was just a young boy going to her Sunday school class that he was so interested in the things of God. One day he just piped up and said, I just want to go to heaven, he said, just as a boy. That boy could have been the school shooter, but he isn't, and he wasn't. Why? Because somebody did something. You know, I'm challenging you today to to get away from some of your some of your frivolous things. You know, love God, love others, work hard and get some good sleep. <laughs> I mean, that's about all there is in life, isn't there? Love God, love others. I started out with the scripture in Matthew 6:33 and I want to end with the scripture. Because I really think that there are a lot of people listening tonight that are thinking okay i'll sacrifice all my joy and i'll sacrifice all my happiness and just do what god wants me to do so he can be happy but you see that's not the way this deal works jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you to have true fulfillment in your life you have to put god first and others second and you will be a fulfilled person. Like, um, you know, right now, I, I'm not wanting to die, necessarily. I Even though I ride a motorcycle, some of you might think I want to. Because I know a lot of my friends just hate those things. My mom's listening tonight. <coughs> she hates them. <clears throat> but I've got preacher friends that think they're of the devil. I've got, I've got, I really do. And I mean, I'm not, I know I'm laughing, but they really do. I've got a pastor friend of mine. That's an elder in my life. He, he tells me, brother Simons, there's no sense that you dying early. He said, you could do something more for God. Get rid of that stupid thing. He's always on to me about it. And, um, and I, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll listen to him, but, but here's the deal. I'm not really afraid of dying, right? I'm 59 years old. I'm not really afraid of it. you say, oh yeah, it's because you're going to heaven. Yeah. But I've already had a taste of impacting other people's lives. And because of that, it seems like my life is worth living right now. Like sitting in the studio with me with with the evangelist Bill Farron, there's two young men here. Uh, There's a young man named Connor. There's a young man running the controls named Abe. And both of these young men are living for God. And I'd I'd like to think I had a little bit to do with that. I'm not taking the credit for it. I'm not, but I just a little bit to do with that. You see, you say, well, Pastor Bobby, that's sickening. You're just bragging now. No, I'm telling this is what you should have too. You should have the same thing. Like, are you actively, uh, you know, reaching out and changing the world for God? You know, are, what are you doing? Like, like, uh, you know, you parents... Many of you are so worried about your children getting a good education or or that they're good in sports. Who cares if they'd go to hell? I mean, who cares? Like what good does it do your kid to be a PhD if he goes to hell? What good does it do for your kid to be a professional ball player? I just heard a story today of a man I I just I mean this is odd how I even heard about it, but a man who who um I helped win to the Lord many years ago. That now is not even living for God, and his son is uh, looking at being a professional sports person. And I'm thinking, you traded going to heaven for maybe being a professional sports person. That doesn't even make sense to me. You see, there is there is more there is there is bigger fish to fry. than than money, than fame, than drugs, than alcohol, that we have something worth living for. There is a purpose in life. There is a purpose to live. And if you don't have that purpose and you're really young, you maybe are doing just fine. Because as a young person, you think you're going to live forever. Abe, you probably think you're going to live forever. Now, you know you're not. But when you're young, that's why young people do weird stuff. That's why they drive motorcycles too fast. And that's why they, they do really stupid things sometimes. Because they think they can't die. Young men make great soldiers. They the You know, 15 to, in some of these communist countries, 15 to 20-year-old boys, man, they make great soldiers. I mean, they just point them towards the enemy. And these boys don't even think they can get hurt. They don't, you know, Brother Farron, you and I know we can get hurt. You know, we know. So when you're young, you know, a lot of times... It it, this you, you you know, if you're listening to me and you're young, you're like, Oh, that doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm really happy. I don't have Jesus in my life, but I'm, but I'll tell you, just stay in this life a little while. Because the, you know, these, these, this atheistic thinking and this evolution ideas, these things, um, these people are not happy people. There's no joy in their life, there's no hope in their life, there's no reason to exist. You know, you atheists that may be listening to me out there tonight, and there's probably some of you. Text me if you're an atheist, 701-290-7862. You know, you atheists that are listening, you think you're smart. You think you're a scientist. Um, You know, the Bible said that (coughs) professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. But what do you say to your daughter when she's dying of leukemia? Well, honey, I guess you'll just be dead and we'll never see each other again um, goodbye. I mean, how does that sound to you? It doesn't sound like it's a very good life to me. You know, when God created us, he knew he, we are way too intelligent to just believe we're just animals. I mean, what animal ever sat and looked at the sunset and said, wow, isn't that pretty? What animal ever listened to a uh, music and said, Hey, did you hear that? Harmonic or Hey, listen for that banjo. <laughs> I mean like I mean there is we you know you are too intelligent you have been fed a bunch of baloney to believe that you're just a some kind of product of random evolution that has no creator, no god, no no purpose. You were designed for a purpose. And your purpose is to seek after God, to find out what he's about. And then once you do, to start bringing others to that same knowledge with you. You know this, this, um, you know, this is what faith is all about. You know, without faith, it is impossible to please God, the book of Hebrews said. And so tonight, uh, what I'm talking about here is do something. I feel like that if I can reach one person for Jesus, that I can do more than President Trump can by passing some kind of law. You know, I was mentioning, I I wasn't going to say this, but you you can ban every gun in the United States and you're not going to stop the violence that's going on here because we are living in a world where people don't care. I was mentioning to Brother Farron during the break that North Dakota, I believe, I think our own senator said this, I think I heard her say it, she said that North Dakota has the highest percentage of guns per capita in the United States. We have the lowest percentage of gun violence per capita in the United States. So it's not just the guns. Now, I know it's hard to kill 10 people without a gun. I, I, I'll i give you that. I wish that boy wouldn't have had a gun. I wish that boy wouldn't have got a shotgun from his dad and a revolver. Oh, I we all wish that. But you see, it's the philosophy behind the gun that caused that situation. We've got uh, just a few minutes left in the program tonight. As I, before I wrap this up, um, I'm going to have Abe give out a little, little bit of information, and then, uh, then we'll wrap
6: this program up after that. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast, and we are located right here in Dickinson from the New Life Pentecostal Church. Um, if you'd like to visit us, um, we're located at 501 Elks Drive, um, that's right north of I-94, and you can visit us on Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 10 o'clock a.m., and that's for adults and adult Sunday school, and then there's children's Sunday school as well, and then on, at 11 o'clock a.m. is the worship service, and we'd love to have you visit us. Um. Also, on Wednesday night, we have a worship service, and that's at 7.30. And um, if you were from the Beach area and you were looking for Pentecostal Church, there's a church in the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night at 7.30. You can go to that. And now in Bowman, and I'm not sure where it's at exactly, but it's right on Main Street, right on Main Street um, there's a service every Thursday night at 7.30. And you can go to that. And, um, all right. Yeah. Thanks,
2: Abe. Appreciate that. And we've got uh, just a few minutes left in the tele-like It is his radio show. And uh, I want to just kind of um, promote this again. We have an evangelist in our area, uh, uh, Brother Bill Farron, an evangelist that travels all over the world, really. And uh, we are just, uh, he was just kind of passing through. It worked out good. So he's going to be speaking here in Beach Tuesday night at 7.30, Dickinson Wednesday night at 7.30, Bowman <coughs> Thursday night at 7.30, and then possibly back in Dickinson Friday night at 7.30, and that you'll just have to stay tuned for that, that uh, because I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do for sure on that yet. Um, we are wrapping this program up today. Uh, I'm, t- I'm telling you, if you want to do something that makes a difference, you know, begin to put... Get your priorities right. Fall in love with God. Love others. Uh, you you know you you can influence. Imagine this that you could influence somebody going to heaven. Maybe you're a, a grandparent out there and you didn't raise your kids the way you should have. What about influencing those grandchildren to go to heaven? What about you picking up those grandchildren and bringing them up to our church? Uh, this Wednesday night in Dickinson at seven thirty. What about picking up your grandchildren and bringing them to Sunday school next Sunday? You see, you can. Uh, how many people? How many testimonies have I heard over the years of a grandparent that made the difference of of a child that's now serving Jesus? I, I've heard it many times. You know, you you look at the uh, enormity of the problem, and you look at. You know, like what can I do? And I'm sure that's what this governor meant. I, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't necessarily think this was political. I know, I, you know, they came out slamming him right after he said this. It's all political. He's trying to blame, you know, Trump for this. And maybe some of you know a lot more about it than I do. But I really think he's probably just a decent guy. He's like, we got to stop this. You know, we got We got to stop these school shootings. I believe you can you 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 can stop it by beginning to reach one person at a time. If I lived my whole life and because of my life one other person got to go to heaven. Couldn't I say my life was worth living? But if you lived your whole life and all you got was a nice car and some money and became famous, and you died, and nobody knew about Jesus because of you. Could I say that your life was just a waste? Life without purpose in God, I can describe it in one word, empty. That's the one word. And today, as I close this broadcast, I'm telling you, you can have purpose, fulfillment, joy, peace, hope in your life. When you start finding out what God wants you to do, start doing it. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I I ask you to touch those that are listening. God, you know who they are. God, I I know that you're doing something here. And I just pray that you just would work a work. God, set the hook. Get a hold of these people. Some of these people are so depressed. Don't think they have anything to live for. I, I pray, God, that you help them tonight. Help them to see, God, that it's never too late. To turn this thing around. We just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, God bless you and come and visit our church. That number I've been giving out this whole thing, that's my cell number, 701-290-7862. So if you text me or call me, say nice stuff to me. Don't be mean. Good night, folks. God bless you. I know in you.
5: Strong, you are my lord.